You're listening to The Podcast People, The PP, and this is episode 4,967. I'm Sarah, and today I'm joined by Ashley Risha with some famous guest stars. We have a great show for you today. Today we'll be talking about the new phenomenon of the future, conspiracy theories. Welcome to the podcast, people. The PP. I'm Sarah, and I'm so pumped to blow your minds with the topic. Pokemon Go is a government spy app. Let's dive in, shall we? Make sure to bring your goggles, because this will be one heck of a water slide. Pokemon Go, the game that has made the world a better, healthier community. Or so we thought. Now, I'm pretty sure that everyone listening to the PP has played Pokemon Go at least once. We all remember the summer when people were running around town, walking into poles, and jumping off cliffs to catch the wild Pikachu or Charmander. Did you know that when you agree to the terms and conditions, you're allowing them full access to the storage on your phone? The app has access to delete your storage or read the personal private information on your phone, including all those recently deleted selfies. I'd like to welcome to the stage John Hank, the creator of Pokemon Go and the avid Pokemon player, Melvin. So John, what gave you the idea to make this game? Well, you see, this is how I went from a poor loser to a rich mother. I was walking in the park one day, playing Pokemon with all my friends. We were throwing out some super rare Pokemons, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be rad if I could play Pokemon beyond my phone and not have to talk to people at the same time? So I came, right, so I ran home ASAP to create the game. That was when I got a call from the CIA. They were all like, we see that you've created an app to spy on people. And I was all like, no, this isn't... <laughs> This is an app to play Pokemon. So the CI dude was all like, cool, sounds like fun. By the way, can we use your app to spy on people? I was all confused for a second, but then the guy said, we'll pay you a whole bunch of money. So since then, I've been getting a big fat check in the mail in exchange for people's personal information, locations, and passwords. Huh, that's very interesting, John. Melvin, what do you think about the app having personal access to all your personal information, including possible banking passwords? Well, honestly, I don't really care if they have access to my bank because I don't, I don't even have any money. I'm a loser for crying out loud. <laughs> even if I did, I don't think I would really care. Mr. Hank has created such an amazing game that when I walk down the street or even walk in my office, nobody looks at me because they're all too busy catching Pokemon. Hey, thanks, Melvin. Well, thank you for both coming to this studio for the interview. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Risha's Grade 4 Photo, for contributing so much to this project. I gotta go catch some Pokemon! Wow, that was quite something, Sarah. Let's move on to a deeper topic. Discussing one of the most tragic events and to this day the worst terrorist attack in American history. Ever since the Twin Towers were hit, people started speculating what really happened. Over the years, there have been many popular theories about what happened that day. 
One of those theories being was 9-11 an inside job? Extreme theorists have claimed that there were already planted bombs inside the Twin Tower buildings. So theorists are claiming that the towers would not have collapsed the way they did with the aircrafts? Yes. One part leading to this theory is hours after the towers were hit, Building 7 collapsed, a tiny tower at the World Trade Center complex. No plane struck the building, and the views of the exterior didn't show much damage, but around 5.30 that evening, it crumbled apart. The cause of this has been reported fires breaking out in the building from combustion of furniture. But years later, people still don't believe it, questioning how do you explain a tower randomly exploding hours later and completely falling to the ground? There are many questions still needed to have answers on what really happened that day. Leading on to the planes, United Airlines Flight 175, one of the four planes that got hijacked that day and hit the south tower of the World Trade Center, has photographs and video footage of an object underneath the right wing. It has been discovered as a military pod that is a missile or bomb on an air refueling tanker pointing to the evidence that the attacks were an inside job and Bush engineered and planned this plane. During this day, there were no jets scrambled in the sky of the 28 Air Force bases that were in close range of the four hijacked planes. Even though 14 fighter jets were on alert, no computer network or alarm automatically alerted the North American Air Defense Command of missing planes. This is leaded to another theory asking, was the Air Force ordered to stand down on 9-11? Thanks to Risha's grade 4 photo for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks for listening. Next up, we have Ashley on how the Titanic didn't sink. <laughs> jingle, jingle. Hey guys, my name is Ashley, and my theory is the Titanic didn't sink. The theory is that the company that created the Titanic owned other ships, which is true. One of the other boats was called the Olympic, and supposedly the Olympic had had a couple collisions and was on its last legs, and they didn't want to lose all the money that they were going to lose when the Olympic couldn't go anymore. So, before the voyage of the Titanic, they switched ships. They put the Titanic logo on the Olympic and the Olympic logo on the Titanic. Then, when the boat set off with all those people, it was actually the Olympic and the people in charge knew it was going to sink so they could collect insurance money. Sounds crazy, right? But it's not that far-fetched when you look at the evidence. Number one, the portholes. In photographs of the Titanic, you can see portholes, more specifically, 14 portholes. However, in a picture of the Titanic the day it set sail, you can see 16 portholes. You know what else had 16 portholes? The Olympic. So, did they just swap boats days before? Seems to me that they did. Number two, the Titanic had an almost impossible time finding people to work on the ship. Around the time of the Titanic, there was a big coal strike, which means there were thousands of people who were unemployed and were desperate for jobs. But, for whatever reasons, people would not sign up for work for the Titanic. Nobody wanted to be an engineer or in the ship. I mean, why would that be? If you're out of work, aren't you willing to work practically anywhere, especially the biggest ship ever made that everyone is talking about? Supposedly, people in the town had heard rumors that the ships were swapped and it was going to sink for insurance money, and because of that, no one wanted to work on it.
Number three, some of the richest passengers that were supposed to be on the ship didn't show up. J.P. Morgan, one of the most rich men at the time, had a ticket for the Titanic, but a couple of days before the departure, he decided not to go. According to him, he was sick. Well, then, the New York Times spotted him on the day the Titanic set sail out on the town with his girlfriend, having fun and not being sick. So why didn't he show up? Did his rich friends that own the Titanic tell him not to go onto the ship because they were swapped and it was going to sink as a way to collect insurance money? Not the craziest thing to happen. For my final piece of evidence, I'm joined by the deep sea explorer and filmmaker James Cameron. How are you, James? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for coming. So, I understand that you're one of the underwater photographers who has been to take pictures of the Titanic, correct? Yes. That's correct. I also understand that once you were finished taking your photos of the Titanic, you noticed something strange. Could you please tell the listeners about what you saw? Yes. When I was going through my fill of the Titanic, I was looking at a picture of the side of the boat, and something looked strange. So I zoomed in and noticed the letters M and P on the boat where the Titanic logo was supposed to be. Interesting. You know what else has the letters M and P in it? The Olympic! Thank you very much for your time, James. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for listening to The Podcast People, the PP. Make sure to tune in next Friday for another mind-blowing podcast. Also, make sure to check out our merchandise and get 20% off when you use the code CROISSANTS. This podcast brought to you by Risha's Grade 4 Photo and the Croissants the local bakery downtown. If you say the secret code, Risha looks like a little boy in her Grade 4 Photo, you will get a free butter for all your croissants needed.